Hey guys, welcome to Girl Hush Your Mouth, the podcast with me, Nia L-O-V-E, and welcome to our first episode. I'm sorry guys, I know I was supposed to do this episode yesterday, but there was something going on with the background noises, so I ended up not posting the, the podcast yesterday, but today I am ready for you and ready for our first episode, which is The Gift of Truth. Now, in this podcast, we are going to get a little deep. Um, Well, I'm going to get a little deep, and hopefully it inspires some self-exploration to you guys. And, full disclaimer, everything that I talk about is something that I may be personally going through or may have gone through. So, whether this is me on my journey or me celebrating the end of my journey, just know I'm there with you guys. Um, So, into this topic. The gift of truth. It's not necessarily asking for a present that's in a box with a nice gift wrap, but it's a gift of truth, not just to others, but to yourself. Um, When it comes to the truth, we are the first people we lie to. We lie to ourselves before we lie to other people. And in receiving this message, I want to start off by telling you, use your gift, your gift of truth first on yourself. We all have things that we're going through. We all have skeletons in our closets. And there are truths that in essence we are hiding from. In order for us to be our real authentic selves, then we have to be able to live in our gift of truth. So that means going in and going deep to the things you try to forget, to the things you don't agree with when people tell you about yourself, to the things that your coworkers or bosses may be telling you about yourself that you don't agree with. Take a moment, really, really think about it, and think about it from almost an outside perspective if you have to. Because you can't be true to other people if you're not true to yourself. And nobody wants a person who they know is an active liar around them. I'm sorry if you do, but I don't. (laughs) So starting with the truth for ourselves. You guys, we all go through hard things. And sometimes our first line of defense is to forget about it. It's to bury it under all the pleasant and happy memories that we may have stored away in our memory. But eventually, whatever you're hiding, whatever you're burying, is going, is going to come back up. When it does, you're not going to be ready. Why? Because you never dealt with it. How do you deal with it, Nia? Dealing with it starts with the truth. Dealing with it starts with accountability, which is something we always have a problem with. When it involves ourselves, you have to take account for everything that happens to you. A good friend of mine, my best friend, even one of them, told me a long time ago, and this was something that was really, really hard for me to accept in the moment, but easier as it went along and as I thought about it and as I held myself accountable, she said to me, You are responsible for everything that happens to you. Whew! And that was a truth I was not ready for. 
because I've gone through a lot of bad things. <laughs> um, plenty of things people around me or other people may have had worse. But I definitely had some bad things happen to me. And it was a really hard factor to think that it was because of me. But part of my own journey involved taking accountability for decisions I made. Decisions that were easy to point the finger at other people. But when I was truthful to myself, I had to point the finger at me. And it's not easy. Even if the decision is small, every day we're faced with decisions. Decisions to go to the store. Decisions to get up and go to the bathroom right now or wait till later. Decisions of what we want to eat. Even when we're not cautious or conscious. You know what I'm trying to say. (laughs) Even when we're not aware of the decisions that we're making because they're just so natural. We're making decisions every second, every minute, every day. So every decision we make will have a good or bad consequence to follow. And that decision starts with us. And all of our decisions are not going to be the best, even if we think they are. There are definitely decisions that we make that we know up front are bad decisions, but we make them anyway. And when bad things happen from our decisions, we don't want that accountability to say, oh, my God, that was really my fault. Excuse my dog. (laughs) But, oh, my God, that was really my fault. Wow, I did that to myself. Wow, I put myself in that place when I could have chose to go somewhere else. Wow, that part was me. Now, while we may not do the bad deed to ourselves, we have to tell ourselves the truth. And that we play a part in any and everything that happens to us. Whether that's trusting the wrong people, spending money we don't have, making poor decisions with friendships. We have a part in every single thing that happens to us. And just like how you might play on a game of Sims or any other game that simulates real life. Whatever decision you make will have a series of outcomes that happen. But the only time we can get to that knowledge of our own demises, of our own bad happenings, is when we give the gift of truth to ourselves. When we give it to ourselves and we're able to acknowledge our own truth. Because only then can we move forward. Only then, when you acknowledge in your truth where you were wrong in something, can you forgive yourself to move forward. And please don't confuse that with me saying that (laughs) it's going to be a walk in the park or that it's going to be the easiest thing you've ever done today or the easiest thing you've done this week or the easiest thing you've done this month. For some people, this will be so, so challenging because some people's truths are very, very dark, much darker than any of us could ever imagine. But I say to those people, I say to you, 
you will make it through. But you will only make it through when you use your gift of truth. When you use your gift of truth to get you to a place of forgiveness, not just to the other people who hurt you, but forgiveness for yourself, especially if you blame yourself for anything bad that's happened to you. You won't get there without acknowledging the truth first, which is why it's a gift. Because the gift of the truth allows you to move forward. It's the hand that lifts the burden. It's the connection that we block to God getting us to where we need to be. We have to be truthful to ourselves. We have to be truthful to our own scenarios and to our own wicked behaviors. We have to be truthful to ourselves about our friendships, about what we want, about what we won't allow. We have to be truthful to ourselves. And ladies... (laughs) I hate to call out my ladies, but ladies, I got to do it. I can't speak for men in this, but I can say for sure that women have a superpower. Okay, we have a superpower called intuition. And I'm starting to believe as I go in my own journey that my intuition is me. It's me trying to break through whatever doubts or whatever whatever other thoughts I may have, my intuition is me trying to remind me to make every decision or to be in every thought process in the authentic me, in my truth. But ladies, how often do we ignore that gut feeling? How many times even... For the fellas, how many times when playing spades do you have a gut feeling about something and you go against that gut feeling and then boom, <laughs> something you didn't want happens, right? And you may not lose the game, but you definitely get set back. That's okay because those moments help us get closer and closer to our truth. We just call them lessons learned. Whatever name they are, guess what? They are still gifts. And they are gifts that help us progress to our best best selves. So, I'm going to close this out. And I'm going to say that whatever your gift of truth may be, whatever it may hide behind, whatever dark past you may have to fight through to get to it, Do it. Do it for yourself. Do it for the love of you and for the empowerment and improvement of you. Signing out. Thank you guys for tuning in for Girl Hush Your Mouth, the podcast with me, Nia L-O-V-E. I'll see you guys next week. What's up, y'all? Welcome to Girl Hush Your Mouth. Thank you for checking in with me, 
Nia L-O-V-E. And today's topic is well overdue. And so is this podcast, but we're going to move on. Today we are going to talk about, in episode two, why dating has been shot to hell and then ran over three times and then revived and then shot back to hell. Okay, we're going to talk about why specifically in Atlanta because I'm not really anywhere else to know the difference in different cities but we're going to talk about why dating has been shot to hell in Atlanta okay and before we get started I just want to put this out here dating is sucking for everybody so guys don't be trying to talk your smack talking about it's because all the women gay no Ladies, don't talk your smack talking about all the good guys are gay and married. No. That has nothing to do with nothing. Also, another disclaimer. What I'm going to say goes for men and women. Because collectively on both sides, we all got people that ain't shiznai. Okay? I'm going to keep this PG-13 just in case the kids is nearby. But we got people that ain't crap, ain't worth a dirty penny on the men's side and the women's side. So let's get to the nitty gritty of why dating sucks. Reason number one, people are cheap, okay? And that is not just with money. Hear that again, let that process a little bit. People are cheap. And not just with their money. Yes, the idea here is this lavish dating scene where you got to at least expect to spend $100 on a nice dinner for two. That's the expectation. But when I say people are cheap, it's a mindset that's missing. It's a mindset that people are cheap. They're cheap in how they act. They're cheap in what they wear. They're cheap in what they do. They're cheap in their thought process of what a date is. That's problem number one. Which then takes us to problem number two. Now, there's some guys, I'm going to shout it at you for a second. Because of this high, expensive expectation of dating, man... And this is from my perspective. Men expect too much for the, I guess, for their reasoning to pay so much for a date. I.e., you think you are owed some ass. I said I was going to be peaches that day. You think you are owed sex just because you took somebody out on a date. Netflix and chilling ain't no date. However, a nice, thoughtful dinner at home where sex is not the goal is not off the table. But where it's not the goal will take you further than you going and bitterly spending $150 on a dinner and trying way too hard to get your repayment back at the end of that date. Guys, it's just not working. That is a cheap way to think. You hear me, fellas? It's a cheap way to think. 
Now I'm going to get on women because this is why this happens. Women, stop being cheap in how you respond. Woman, if you can't afford to take your damn... Whoop, again. If you can't afford to take yourself out to get a meal, then you need to go sit in a corner at somebody's job somewhere until you can. I'm sorry. I just... I hate that... There's the mindset that men are your meal tickets because then they get the mindset that you're going to pay for this meal. And it's really just fancy prostitution, and that's if you got enough money to make it fancy. Come on. That is a cheap way to think, ladies. That is a cheap way to carry yourself. And then when women come along with some type of expectation... We get the guys that then had these cheap-minded women, okay? And now we got to suffer the consequence, and we have to lower our standard to a cheap way of thinking because now we're dealing with this good, potentially decent guy who's dealt with nothing but cheap women, okay? And vice versa. Men, you have to get out your mind, that the only way to have a good date is by a dollar value. See, this requires talking to people, okay? Which is reason number three, dating has been shot to hell. Nobody communicates anymore. Nobody talks. No, all we get is the small talk before sex is expected. That's not communicating. Because then... What happens if you're lucky, you get married? You know, you become people in these long-term relationships and you still don't know each other. Why? Because you've never communicated. You've given demands. You've given your wants. You've given your desires. And on the other end, you've given what the other person has wanted. But that's not communicating. So going back before marriage even happens, in the dating phase... Women are not as hard to please as they seem, as we seem. But the only way to get in to a woman's subconscious is to talk to her. You know, men, I feel like you guys automatically think that money is the automatic attraction women look for. But if it's a real woman you're dealing with, She don't need you for your money. And take that as a note, women. Stop needing guys to survive. Now, I know some people go on, shoot me down about it. I know a lot of people ain't with the feminist movement. But here's how I feel. Women have a place, just like men, when it comes to relationships. However, until the woman has her husband... For him to provide for her husband, not boyfriend, not we talking, husband. Until she has her husband to provide for her, she should be providing for herself. And men, if that intimidates you, then you need to go sit in the corner at somebody's job until it doesn't. Okay? So that's one of the many issues here. It is no communication to let you know that money is not the only thing that will impress somebody. And money is so temporary, too. 
that is not even impressive to me. Because you can have money today and it can be gone tomorrow. That's just the reality, okay? Even if you want to be old school and not even trust or use these uh, electronic banking devices, that's fine. You can have shoeboxes in your closet. Somebody could take you for your cash, okay? Your house could accidentally burn down. Money is not permanent. So there are so many other ways to get into somebody with a very nice date that doesn't have to cost you a million dollars, doesn't have to put you in debt, but you won't know what that is until you communicate. Get to know each other. Get to know somebody, okay? Get to know them so that you'll know what they like. And, you know, just in case you're not a visual person, here's an example. Let's say I meet this guy And let's say he's middle class, got decent money. And in his dating world, he finds it normal or regularly impressive to take women to this high-end hibachi restaurant. We're not going to mention any names. So he takes me to this fancy, overpriced hibachi restaurant, right? But he didn't talk to me to know that I'm allergic to shellfish or that I'm allergic to what is all in sushi. So now we get here and I'm just trying not to die and look cute while I'm trying not to die. And all I can eat is rice because everything else has some type of shellfish on it. So now this overly expensive date that was supposed to be impressive has irritated my soul. And he's not going to understand why. Why? Because he didn't communicate to know what I like. Because sometimes women are not that expensive when it comes to food they like. Me? I'm simple, okay? And I've always had the mindset, I don't want to be taken somewhere that I can't afford to eat. So I have my favorite restaurants. And if you talk to me and get to know me, Take me to one of my favorite restaurants. That will get you further than you taking me to some overpriced restaurant where they're going to give you this itty-bitty kid-sized portion of food for triple the price. Now, that's me. I When I look for potential spouses and potential mates, I don't care if you've got money. What settles with me is how you spend it. Okay? This is something everybody not going to look at. But as far as me, Nia L-O-V-E, I'm going to look at how you spend money. Because I don't want to get with somebody that's going to have me in more debt than I'm already in. Okay? I need to know how you spend money. And if I see that you're going to try to take me out to this restaurant where you can't even afford both of our meals, I'm not interested. Most of those restaurants... I don't even care for because the food is just nasty. And when it's good, it's never enough. (laughs) So, okay, I went off on my own little tangent. But communication is key in everything, people. Everything. Communication is key. And it is missing in the dating world. Which leads to the next issue. Because there's no communication, oh, There is no balance. 
there's no balance, there's no cohesion, there is no clear understanding of what is going on. Now, ladies, this is something that falls on us a lot. But it's not just us, it's also the guys who play a big part in this as well. One thing that communication does, whether it's present or not, is create expectation. Okay? Everybody don't agree with me on this, but hear me out. Women, when we have certain aspirations for our lives, we have small, if not large, expectations for every person we meet dating-wise, or just networking. We have expectations for everybody, but we do not always communicate them. But on this occasion that we do communicate them, guys or significant others, you all don't communicate back to show that you are on board or not. Instead, you have this idea of, we're just going to go with the flow. Stop right there. No. Because going with the flow after the woman has told you her expectations, even if she's giving you a hint at it, means that you're going to go with her expectations even though you're not agreeing to them. Let that settle for a second. Let it settle. You're going to go with her expectations without actually agreeing with them. So then here comes the problem. And here's an issue that happens all the time. The relationship progresses on one end way faster than it does on the other end. And then the idea of what you guys are becomes different on one end than the other. Don't get it? Don't follow me? Let me give you an example. Let's say me and said guy who took me on a terrible first date to this sushi restaurant. Let's say he makes up for it. We communicate a little bit better. He sees that I like simple things. I don't need the fancy schmancy. That that's not where my interest is. Cool. Now I may tell him that I'm dating because I'm looking for marriage. Okay? I want to meet my king and I am ready to to be in the relationship I've dreamt of as a kid. Okay? And he says, okay, I feel you. Yeah, you know, I'm just, you know, still casual seeing what's out there, you know, going with the flow. And I say, okay, that's what's up. And then we don't talk anymore about it. So then we continue dating. Okay? Let's say two months go by. We go out all the time. We're getting really close. Now, because of my expectations, I'm considering him more of husband material. But on his end, he may just be considering me as girlfriend material. But here's the thing. 
we haven't even engaged in officially becoming in a relationship yet. We're hanging out all the time. We're talking all the time. But we haven't communicated that we were going to be officially in a relationship yet. All we've talked about is what we were looking for at that moment. But now that we've taken time, we've gotten to know each other a little bit better. Now, things change. But they're not at all on the same page. Can you see where that can be problematic? Because now, I want to move forward. Now, I'm looking at you like you're my husband, but you got to be my boyfriend first, technically. And he's looking at me like, oh, she could be a really good girlfriend. I think I like her. Meanwhile, that was me two months ago. So now my expectations are going to grow because I consider you to be my husband to be. Now I'm expecting you to talk to me at least every day, once, at least every day. Now I'm expecting you to continue the consistency that you've given me while we were dating, if not more. Now I'm expecting you to step your game up when it comes to the dates that we go on. Because for the last two, three months, we've been doing everything. And it's been nice. But it's been on the same level. But now, because I like you more, and I know you like me more, even though those mores are not on the same level, I'm expecting you to do more. However, we still have not decided. We're officially in a relationship. So now... My expectations are causing me disappointment because you're not going to give me what I want. Because in your mind, you're like, you're not my girl. No, I like you. I like you a lot. But we're not in a relationship. And in my mind, I'm like, oh my God, why is he doing all of this? Treating me like I'm his wife, but he doesn't even want to get serious. Now there's an issue. Communication is key because you got to be on the same page because expectations are going to happen. And this can go both ways. Men, there are men out there who want love and marriage just as much as some women. And then there are some women that are enjoying the bachelorette lifestyle just like some men. Enjoy the bachelor lifestyle. But guys, when we communicate, it's not the same thing as just talking. Communicating is listening, understanding, listening to understand, not just to respond. Listening, not just to know that the other person's talking and be able to nod your way through. Understanding what the other person wants. Understand what the other person needs. Understand what's needed for this relationship to move forward because that's going to dictate where the relationship goes whether it's a friendship whether it's a spiteful hate ship or whether it becomes the marriage and relationship that you need it's not going to go anywhere without understanding each other and understanding each other doesn't come unless you have communication. <laughs> and it's missing. And I listen, you guys, I listen to so many people complain 
And then I start asking questions. And I say, well, did you say this then? Well, I kind of said it. No. It's a yes or no answer. Did you say it to them? No. Communication throws everybody's relationships out the window. No. And not just a simple, like, oh, it's going to be a little roll. No, it abruptly and forcefully throws people out the window when it comes to relationships. It throws everything out the window, not even just the person. It throws everything out. This is why dating has gone to hell. Okay? And then it goes to the next step. And my reason why dating has gone to hell. And a lot of you guys aren't going to agree with this. You're not even going to like it, but it's the truth. Maybe your people don't want to tell you, but I'm going to tell you. And ladies, this... I ain't even going to say this just ladies. It's for everybody. Stop playing the wife and husband role when you're barely in a relationship. Okay? Specifically, stop giving people who have not made themselves emotionally and mentally permanent in your life permanent here's one thing about me I do not believe in moving in with your significant other before marriage don't 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 people don't agree with me on that and that's fine but here's the reason why people have expectations sound familiar I feel like I just talked about this People have expectations, whether communication is there or not. And let's just face the fact that if you're going to give your significant other everything they want, everything they need, without the official commitment, then why would they commit? Come on. If you went to work every single day and got paid for free, hear me now. Got paid for free, not doing no work. Would you do work? No. You're going to go and collect the easy paycheck. Okay? Now, this is not the same as spending the night with each other. You're going to be sexually active as it may. Okay? Most people are going to already have kids. So, it's not like people are virgins before marriage anymore. So, you don't need... To live with somebody. To know how they live. Take trips. Spend weeks together. Spend the night with each other regularly. If not every... I mean, not every day, but at least a few times a week. Spend the night. Y'all can give each other keys to each other's places. But you need to be able to have your own place so that you can have that time apart. But see, some people go so far as to joining bank accounts, having everything together, but then wonder why the commitment doesn't happen. It's it's happened too many times. And more times than not, the relationship ends up failing. And then bad credit pursues, financial problems pursue. Hell, I've even seen people I know on doggone divorce court. Or one of them judge shows trying to sue the other person to get their money back. I cannot do that. 
And that puts dating in a bad stance because once again, those expectations determine a lot of things that don't get communicated. They don't. And then the part that messes everything up is people get scarred. And you know the saying, hurt people hurt people? Well, it's real life. But what a lot of us don't understand is that there are multiple ways to be hurt. Not just physical. You don't have to just be in a physically abusive relationship to be hurt. Emotional abuse, mental abuse is just as bad as physical. And there are so many people in this world, men and women alike, who take advantage of people and hurt people on many levels. And then those hurt people try to pick themselves up by moving on. They try. They really do. They try to pick themselves up so that by moving on. And in doing that, hurt somebody else. Or continue to hurt themselves. And it just makes dating a thousand times harder. It makes trusting people a lot harder. It makes moving on a lot harder. It makes trusting yourself a lot harder. Which is why dating has gone straight to hell. And matter of fact, this confuses roles and relationships. It confuses it. People don't know if they're in a relationship or if they're just casually dating anymore. Nobody does the official question anymore. Like, I don't even think people do it on Facebook no more. <laughs> like, it used to be a big deal at one point in time to be asked, will you be my girlfriend? And then it used to be a big deal to be on Facebook and get that relationship request. Am I the only person that got excited about that? Because then you knew it was for real. Then you knew it was official because now you're being public to the world. Because even people who are not your friends on Facebook can search you, can see you, and see that y'all together. And it used to mean something. Now, too many of you guys and gals are married without rings, don't wear rings, and don't even say that you're in a relationship on social media. Which is how 90% of people are going to see you because nobody dates anymore. Nobody hangs out because they can't afford it because they think too cheaply. Do you see the issue? All of this plays an effect. A major uh, effect in dating. In successful relationships. And you have to have standards for yourself. You got to, folks. You got to. Because the minute you raise your standards for yourself, that will start a trend for somebody else. Because it's such a repetitive cycle of hurt people hurting people in many ways. I don't want to look on TV no more and see people arguing over a doggone dog. 
a couch, a TV, a bed set, and $2,000. No, I don't want to see no more people moving on before they're ready and hurting the next person who then loses a little bit more trust in people and the next person they meet they ruin trust in that person I'm sick of it dating doesn't have to be that complicated it's supposed to be fun it's supposed to be your way to learn yourself and learn other people to raise your own stakes to challenge yourself that's why so many divorces now. I'm 31. And I know too many divorced people my age. Too many. Nobody's making it to 50 no more. Nobody's making it to 25-year reunion, uh, not reunions, anniversaries anymore. Nobody's doing that. And if they are, how many of them are happy? You know, and we can say all the... Oh, well, I was raised with a single mom. I was raised with a single dad. No. That has nothing to do with you. Everything you do is your choice. You want to go and make the decision to mentally be in a relationship with somebody that you're not in a relationship in? That's your choice. You want to move in with somebody you've only been dating three months and make all your accounts joint together? That's your choice. You want to sit here and play the, the player card with somebody that you really like and then get caught up in it, cause them to lose their trust in you, and now you got somebody else out there that's not going to trust the next person that comes in their life, no matter how good or bad they are? That's your choice. These choices, y'all, these choices affect dating so bad. And a lot of us are tired of being single. But we're also tired of going through the bull. And myself... I can't speak for other people, but for myself, I will be single before I settle for some mess. I don't care how many married couples I know. I don't care how many happy people I know who are in the best of relationships, quote unquote. I will be single before I settle. I'm not going to think cheap. I'm not. And any guy that I deal with, I don't want him to think cheap either. And that starts with me. I have to break the repetitive cycle of hurt. I have to break the cycle of mistreatment, of mental, emotional, verbal abuse, lack of trust. I have to break that cycle. And it doesn't matter if I date 10 people. Those 10 people deserve to have somebody who can give them a broken cycle. So that when they move on to the person that they're meant to be with, they can help break the cycle. We have to break the cycle because I don't believe people are meant to be alone. I just don't. I don't believe it. So we got to get dating and relationships back to a love point. Love, we gotta spread more love. Not diseases, not hate. (laughs) Love. 
dating doesn't have to be shot to hell twice, revived, and then ran over and brought back and shot to hell again. (laughs) It can be a beautiful thing. We just don't have enough people willing to do the work. We don't have enough people willing to get past their pain. We don't have enough people willing to step up and say what they want versus settle for what they think they can get and just be unhappy. We have to break that cycle. We have to do the hard work to make dating worth it. Because you can find your forever person by raising your own standards. You can find your forever person by having realistic standards. You can do it. We got to break the cycle. Okay? So that's it, folks. Episode three or two. This might be episode two. But we got to get dating back from hell. Okay? And we can do it. And we're going to do it. That was it for your girl, Nia L-O-V-E. And this was girl, show mouth. <laughs>